Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy, a podcast that looks at the inspiration, intention, and actionable steps to help you jumpstart joy in the world, in your life, and in other people's lives. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. This is episode 163. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you guys are here this week. And I'm so excited to have my really good friend and self-advocacy coach and mentor on the show. This is time number five for my friend Christy Tending. I know you guys love her and she's always such a powerhouse to have on the show. This week we are talking all about finding freedom, accepting your own imperfections, and really looking at how you can make room for letting go of being right and letting go of our collective obsession to be constantly entertained. <laughs> I just love that Christy and I, at one point in this in this discussion, we asked the question of how do we go from asking ourselves, am I doing this right? Right? Because we're so, as a society, so wound up in this idea that there is one way to do things. But am I doing this right? And moving that to the discussion of am I doing it at all? Right? So often, we have these things on our hearts that we want to tackle. And we put them off and we put them off. And so the question goes from really like, am I doing it right to have you even started? And it comes from a place of love. And I think you'll love our (laughs) hilarious rapport. Um, It's always so much fun to have Christy here. If you're here for the first time, a big warm welcome. This is Jumpstart Your Joy, and I am Paula. show is in its fourth season. We look at people who are finding joy in their lives. Oftentimes when that is coming at... When somebody's met with the hardest of times and maybe is looking at trying to find their way out of a situation that just seems improbable and difficult, and they find their way out by choosing something that is beyond their current circumstances and that feels better than where they are right now. I call that joy. I call it joy coming for us and calling to us. And I really consider joy a wayfinding emotion that we have a choice to choose it every day or in any given situation. And it's really something we can ask ourselves, how can I make this moment better? And then even the next and the next. So that's a little bit of background on the show. You can find out more at the website, which is jumpstartyourjoy.com. And there's 162 other past episodes there. In the archives, you can find them. You can also find the show on iTunes and, of course, Google Podcasts. You can search and subscribe there. Highly recommend it. And thank you if you do. And the other piece of housekeeping here is that... There are show notes available for each and every episode. This one can be found if you want to go back and hear the other four episodes that Christy's been on or links to her website. All of that is at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash best life. Also, if you're a longtime listener, I have finally launched a Patreon site. And if you don't know what that is, it is a way for you to help support this podcast. Kind of like NPR. It's a way for you to pledge $5 a month. It helps cover the hosting and the editing for the show. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being along for the journey. Of course, this is done um, for free at no cost as our pod, any podcast on Apple is free. And if you do subscribe at that $5 a month, or if you pledge $5 a month and become a patron of the show, 
you will get the first five people will get a very special thank you gift, which I will tailor just for you. I can't wait to send them out. And you will also get behind the scenes um, a couple of never released anywhere else shows that I'll do just for that crowd and that community as a special insider thank you. Also, if you want to sponsor the entire show, you can pick up a, the sponsorship of an episode uh, and you can find out how to do that. Uh, the links are on the homepage at jumpstartyourjoy.com. And thank you very much for considering it. I can't wait to start creating this extra fun for you all. It will be really hilarious. So I am really excited um, just to bring Christy on. And here we go. Oh, you guys, I am so excited to have my friend and like five-time guest, <laughs> Christy Tending, back on the show. Welcome to season four, Christy. I'm so excited to be here. This is amazing. I know. Well, and so you guys, I will, I mean, you're in for a treat because my conversations with Christy are always some of my favorites and we met because of the show. <laughs> so I think it's always That's fun right. to tell our story about that, that Christy pitched because we both know a we have a friend in common, and then we decided within about two seconds that we were going to be friends, and of course that we would always we would keep doing podcasts together. So there you have it. Yay! I'm I'm always so excited to be here and to be chatting with you, and it's always such a good like temperature check for me. I was thinking this mm. morning, I was walking around, I was like, oh, things have changed since the last time I was on the show, and it's. It's mm -hmm. a lovely way of like marking the seasons for me. So thanks for giving that space. Oh, totally my pleasure. And it's so funny. So for the most recent time we talked, if you all want to go back and listen, I'll put this in the show notes, but it was a conversation where Christy and I were talking about kind of her move from self-care as a focus, as from her practice to self-advocacy, which of course is so juicy and so kind of in line with where I am also headed. And this is also the super interesting thing is kind of two people that have, we started out at relatively the same time as far as businesses go. And it's like, we kind of grow on parallel paths. So that's always the really fascinating thing to me as well. So the similarities I see is like, I'm, I'm going in season four and in my work in a way that's much more like intention and action and the phrase fierce and focused comes up constantly for me. So I think this is going to be a super interesting conversation because I, I love to share those two things or those things. I'm so, I, you know, I'm so all about that. <laughs> so do you want to share, let's talk about your self-advocacy class and like what's going into that. It's running right now as we record, but let's talk about that and where you've gone with it. Yeah. So I think the last time I was on the show, it was either like that morning or just a couple of days before that I'd been standing in the shower and I had this like brainstorm of, oh my God, self-advocacy. That's, that's like the new phrase about in terms of where I was going with my work and what needed to be next. And in retrospect, what had really hit me was this feeling of the the self-care practices that I used to enjoy or that used to support me either at that point weren't really working anymore or weren't available to me anymore. If 
you haven't listened to that episode yet, spoiler alert, I have an 18-month-old now. And I think parenthood and becoming a mom had been such a big transition and very unexpected in a lot of ways. And so in particular, this shift that I'd experienced where my self-care practices either weren't working for me or just weren't really available to me anymore. Mm -hmm. What with having a baby, I had started to feel like there was something wrong with me. And why, if I, a self-care mentor, why is this self-care stuff not working for me? And what I realized was that there was this missing piece around self-advocacy and when I started having conversations with people in my community, whether it was students of mine or fellow activists, I have this very strong activist community here in the Bay Area. I started asking people, am I mistaken? Or are those of us who are really good at advocating for others, terrible at advocating for ourselves, whether it's in relationships or in jobs or just in our lives in terms of getting our needs met. And everyone sort of very quietly was like, oh my God, yeah. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I knew that I was really onto something. And from there, I, I just started writing a lot about what this could look like, what this could be. And so I, I have a free manifesto (laughs) on my website. That's all about what self-advocacy is and where I see it pointing to what's next. And then from there, it grew into this program that I'm teaching now. And I'm, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I'm getting some really lovely feedback about, wow, this is a really clever way of thinking about this. This is really kind of fresh and new and really changing the way people think about these things. And and that feels really exciting to me because I think it was very necessary for me to go through that process in my own life. And most of my work is really about saving other people the heartache that I've been through mm-hmm. and saving people some time and energy so that they don't have to go through that same lengthy process that I've been through. So, and it's exciting to, to be teaching this in a way that's like, yeah, this is the thing that's next. This is, mm-hmm. this is not about you not being good enough or there being something wrong with you. This is about, you know, finding a new way of showing up for yourself that, that really meets your needs, that really helps you to feel supported in your life. So it's, it's very exciting. It's very exciting work. And, and I honestly feel really grateful because I don't think that I would have arrived here. I don't think that I would have been ready for this a couple of years ago. And so it's nice to be, it was this little bit tough to go through it, but it's really nice (laughs) to be, you know, on the other side, having arrived at, something that, that feels meaningful. So, Yeah. And I think for me, I'm thinking both about the self-care slash self-advocacy kind of trajectory. Like there's something about it and it also comes out strangely or not strangely or surprisingly in, in like, if you're looking at kind of project work, even meaning project management type work, like it's easy to do or kind of easy to do some of the superficial stuff, like whether that be like, yeah, I'm going to take a little time for myself. 
And we even joked in our first episode, which I don't think the thing ever aired, but we were like, yeah, wearing comfortable pants is self-care. Like, I don't know if that quote ever aired, but like, 100%. like there's those things that you can bake into your day or yeah, I'm going to, you know, maybe this is some superficial type project work, which is like, I'm going to make these inspiring Instagram stories. Okay. Sure. Those might be similar, right? But then there's this thing where we get a little bit more vulnerable or a lot more vulnerable. And we ask ourselves, but what does it mean to put myself, my needs, my desires, you know, not to question my worthiness, like to put that first in some instances, which I think actually becomes even harder when we become moms because it's just there now there's this another another person that needs us. And so we always advocate for them. But how do we put the stake in the sand or the ground or whatever and say, my needs, wants, desires, even my even a little bit of time for myself can come first? And similarly in my business, how can I make it so that this thing I want need to do or like I'm called to do at the core of my being and need to create something around that for my business in a project kind of way? Like how do those things come into reality? Because it's so vulnerable to say, yeah, I'm going a step deeper right now. I'm going to dig in. I'm going to make this harder thing happen. And yeah, I'm still going to wear comfortable pants and I'm still going to make my Instagram pictures. (laughs) And I hope everyone's following where this is going. Like I love that there's that deeper vulnerability and that you and I have both kind of found where is the juicier work? Like, yeah, we still love the other part, but how we're getting like really super focused on this piece. Yeah, I think there's a big difference. And this is where there was that gap for me. And Mm -hmm. this is where there was that disconnect, which is like, yes, doing yoga, wearing comfortable pants, taking a bath, taking time for yourself. Like those are all great. But then how do you have that uncomfortable conversation of asking for more respect from your boss or setting aside, you know, not just an hour to yourself, but a whole day so you can go take a class or learn something new to really not just recover, which is so Mm -hmm. often what self-care is, but to really feed your soul so that you maybe need to recover less so that you're really showing up as your whole self. And for me, that's the difference. And yeah. and it really is about choosing to show up for ourselves in this, in this really brave way that says like, yeah, society and our culture doesn't necessarily want me to tell you about all of my needs and <laughs> this new, this new thing that I'm, thinking I need to create for myself, but I'm going to do it anyway. Right. And I think because everyone else is more comfortable when we're talking about how, what I need is something that's easier to talk about. Where am I going with that? But like everyone feels a little bit more comfortable when we are a little bit more simple from the outside, right? Like, Oh, you just need a little break. You can go take a nap or whatever. Like, but no, we have to get a little bit loud and and proud about it when we start yeah. to say, well, no, what I really actually want to go do is this thing. And it means I'm going to be away from my family for this few days. Or right. I I just need to completely take a break from all social media. And that means there's an impact. It's not simple. Or I need to make more money. <laughs> like, right. Oh, there's well, a, and that's well, a scary one. Yeah. And, and a lot of, like, I think of... I've come to realize that a lot of 
self-advocacy and this, I will be candid. Like it makes it a little bit tough sometimes to sell this as a program, but like self-advocacy is like either scary or frankly, like kind of boring. Like (laughs) I, I want to live in a house with a clean bathroom. And so I'm really just going to like deep clean the crap out of my bathroom. Mm -hmm. And that is not as pretty to put on Instagram as my smoothie or my bubble bath or, you know, a lovely walk outside, but it's really necessary for me Mm -hmm. to feel really awesome. You know, calling and making a dentist appointment for myself, not something I'm going to put on social media, but it's been hanging over my head for a while. And it's what I need to do to keep myself healthy and well. So I'm going to get over my fear of the dentist and I'm going to do that for myself. Mm -hmm. And it's not always fun and it's definitely not always pretty, but that's the necessary juicy stuff that brings us back to feeling like, oh yeah, I know who I am and I feel really well in my body and in myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. And that there's that deeper sense of self that starts one that you acknowledge it in the first step to do the thing that makes you feel more like you, but then there's probably a deeper sense of you that comes out of actually doing it and it goes full circle. I know one of the things that we started to talk about, which is this, this one's going to be exciting because we, we kind of already had so much fun with it, but like the question that you'd mentioned that comes up a lot for people around why do we kind of get, maybe where do we get hung up? And it's around that question of like, am I doing this right? (laughs) Because I think a lot of people have that question around, well, I mean, any personal growth, right? Like somehow there's a right way of, of digging in and and finding your path, but specifically around this work of self-advocacy, how do we know if we're doing it right? Or does it matter? Mm. So, I get this question a lot from people who are like reading my newsletter or who are taking my programs and they're like, just tell me what to do. Like, tell me, you know, how to do it right. And I think what you and I were talking about before we start recording is like, forget about doing it right. First of all, like that's entirely not the point of self-advocacy or anything I teach worry about whether you're doing it at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> and 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 really just get started. And I think I was talking about this with I did an interview with Jen Lee, who we mm-hmm. both know a couple of weeks ago. And she remarked that I am so I forgot what the word she used was, but let's go with candid about mm-hmm. my own imperfections and how I don't try to show up and be like the know-it-all teacher or guru, like it makes me, first of all, it makes me really uncomfortable and be, I'm just such a nonconformist that that's just never going to be me. But the thing that I said to her was like, people are going to figure that out soon enough. So I might as well be really open with it because it's not a giant secret that I'm like this, you know, silly, imperfect person who's in her own process. And I think meeting yourself in your imperfection And instead of worrying about whether you're going to get it all right, just worry about getting started Yeah, and looking around for the answers from other people. Again, it's really antithetical to the spirit of 
self-advocacy, which comes back to what's true for you, what's right for you. And how do you come into relationship with that truth and that sense of what's right and start to let others' expectations of you kind of drop away? It's something I've been working on a lot in my activist work in the last few years is like, I think that good girl conditioning is tough to escape, but letting go of some of that perfectionism, willing to be accountable instead of right has been a big piece of my work. And it's, again, it's not always fun, which makes this a tough sell, but it is so much more fulfilling. (laughs) Right. Well, and there's something that when you dig in, there's so much, something so much bigger than ourselves when we start to, to let go of imperfection or sorry, of being perfect or worrying about perfectionism, because that's when we can get real and we can see other people for who they are and where they are. And what, there's something magical that happens there that probably, even if you're in, if you're doing activist work, what that allows you to be really real and present for things that you're choosing to do. Instead of worrying about, am I doing it right? How do other people do this? Should I be doing Like all that falls away when you just start doing the thing. Yeah. And, and for me being able to, to acknowledge, you know, where I've screwed up and where I've not met my commitments or where I've said the wrong thing and being able to apologize and again, be accountable and, get up off the mat and try again, that always brings me closer to my humanity. Whereas perfectionism takes me farther away from it. I'm the more I try to be perfect, the more I'm sort of divorced from myself. And when I remember to show up from my heart to do my best and then to clean up my own messes that's a big theme right now. Again, I have a toddler. So like cleaning up your messes is like a big theme (laughs) right now in my life. But to be willing to do that, you know, brings me back to myself and worrying about saying the right thing at the expense of saying anything at all is, is just no longer acceptable to me. Yeah. That one's sat really on my heart quite a bit. We both know Sarah Von Bargen, who was on earlier this month when when this goes out. We don't talk about this in that conversation, but she sent out an email. It's amazing how sometimes you get on someone's email list and it stays with you. And she sent something out about how a friend was going through something difficult. And when Sarah came back around to talk to her about it, she's like, Sarah, you didn't have to say the right thing, but saying anything would have made all the difference. And like I want applaud her for being vulnerable and put, putting that out there. That's where this is coming from. It's like, amen. Thank you for sharing something of that. Because I also think of times when I've had some, a friend who's gone through something or someone that I see who is suffering in some way or whatever. And out of either my own discomfort or whatever, I don't say anything. And I think that just, uh, that's why I'm highlighting and, you know, <laughs> and putting stars around this one is like, the only thing that doesn't work is not doing anything. And so how can we be that person that just takes the steps? Because I think, 
And we talked about this a little bit too, like the intuition of knowing like, ooh, I should reach out to that person or ooh, this thing matters to me and I should take a stand on it. Or I know what the right thing is. I should just do it. And yet we so get, we get so hung up on maybe it's processing, maybe it's worrying about perfectionism or being invited to show up and do it or whatever that we just stop in our tracks. Right. And I think that there are so many there are so many opportunities mm. <laughs> these days <laughs> because there are so many places to take a stand. I think there are a lot of, therefore, a lot of opportunities to freeze. One of the really thing, things that I think is really beautiful from the last couple of years is that I think people are becoming less afraid to use their voices and to say, I didn't really know about this you know, a few weeks ago, but now I do. And this is what I think. And, and to be willing to put themselves out there, I think we just need more and more of that. And I also think that for those of us who are really soft hearted, and I I have to think that there are a fair number of people like that who listen to your show because you attract soft hearted people. (laughs) Yeah, I think doing that for ourselves is really difficult. At least when I you know, first became an activist, I received this message kind of loud and clear that if you really care about the cause, you'll put yourself second. Everything else will come after, Mm. you know, doing good activist work and everything else should be at the expense of moving the cause forward. And I think it takes I think it's taken me a lot of courage to say, mm, that's not working for me anymore. And mm-hmm. and to really think about a different way of approaching showing up in the world. And, and I know that like doing, especially if you're a soft-hearted person, doing activist work, or even at this point, just being an aware, awake person, <laughs> paying attention to what's going on takes a really big toll. And I think the more we have those conversations about, hey, I want to keep showing up, but here's what's necessary for me to be able to do that. I think just that simple act is building more and more of this compassionate world that I think we're all after. And what I know I don't want is for us to achieve justice for everyone and then for all of us to have suffered and lost ourselves in the process. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I'm thinking there's also the parody around this, meaning similarities of in a lot of businesses. I mean, we're out of the Bay Area, both you and I. And I think that that line of if you really care, you will put this thing, which is sometimes work, sometimes you know, your kids, sometimes any number, you know, somebody else's needs. Like, I think there's always that running undercurrent and maybe it's not just Silicon Valley, but like, if you really care, you will deny yourself and put this other thing. And I'm just, I'm unpacking this as we talk, but like true and activism, but also like how many times a day are we hearing that message (laughs) <laughs> I mean, all of us, the, then the, the extent of it is the the self is not important and it's everything right. else around you. And so then at the, at the end of the day, no wonder you're tired. You know, you've just put absolutely every other thing 
in the effort to air quote show you care, you put everything else ahead of you. Right. I'm just waking up to this reality right here. So <laughs> like, that's amazing. Like, so the advocacy piece, how do we, how do we balance that act of like, oh no, I care. As you've said, I'm a soft hearted person. I care deeply. Maybe I'm actually, you know, a highly sensitive person and I care deeply. So this message to all of you out there, I'm putting this myself included, like this is really damaging to have our, our hearts called into question because if we don't, if we do care enough, then we would put ourselves absolutely dead last. Yeah. And I mean, the secret of course, is that nobody's actually asked us to be a martyr. Like Mm -hmm. my, my child wasn't born asking me to be a martyr. And yet everyone around me is, you know, when I say, wow, I'm really tired or I'm really struggling with this thing, people are like, oh, but it's so worth it. Right. And like, that wasn't really what I was saying. I'm saying that, you know, I could use some compassion right now. (laughs) And, and, and so I think that's, that's the place where this self-advocacy piece was born was like the first step in self-advocacy is really getting back to our like most intimate, most expert self-knowledge and knowing what it is that we really need in order to feel like our most whole selves. And for me, part of that process is in fact showing up and doing activist work and, and being in that process and being of service in that way through the camaraderie of it, through the visioning a better future piece of it, through, you know, the strategic and logistical pieces of it, which are a delight to me. But being able to show up for that is is a piece of what I need to feel like my best, most whole self. And I know that I need to do that activism in a really different way than I was doing it in my 20s, mm-hmm. which, you know, at the time was like at the expense of my health and sanity and well-being and, and some of my relationships. <laughs> so... For me, it comes back to being willing to look at and know and accept all of the pieces of yourself and then figure out what those, what kind of nurturing each of those pieces needs. Yeah. Well, and is part of it to kind of spread the message and the joy of being human to also, if you see that that very unhelpful <laughs> message being put out into anything of like, you are not, you know, if, if you don't put your whole self into this, if this doesn't come ahead of you, then you aren't really into it to maybe, I mean, if, if you don't have to call it out word for word right there, but like setting the stage elsewhere on this planet for things, for that to actually not be true and for us to show others that it is not true and that we could live in a way that, still in alignment with a cause or a job or being a great mom or any of these things and still the self-advocacy piece of, but I need this for me and, and you Susie need this for you and that's okay. And you can ask for it. I feel like there's also kind of a leadership piece. Like once we've, once we're aware and awake and 
and okay, we know we need to do this for ourselves, then is the next thing or in tandem that piece of like, and I'm going to hold space for you to do it as well. Oh, absolutely. And it's really interesting that you mention the leadership piece because I've been concocting a leadership mentorship program in, in the future. So yeah, I, I appreciate that you can read my mind at this point. <laughs> I think we, we always read each other's minds. So yes, that's, that's like both good to know and a little bit alarming. Paul. <laughs> but I, but I think that there is a leadership piece and that's part of, part of why I think it's so important for activists and for parents and for teachers and nurses and artists to be doing this work and then talking about it mm-hmm. is that we are already the leaders. You don't necessarily need to be in a position of authority in order to be a leader. Mm-hmm. You might be a leader in your family. You might be a leader in your community. You might be a leader in a way that you don't even know about yet. And you might be a leader to people who you've never met, who are still looking up to you. And, and I think this modeling of I'm going to show up courageously, imperfectly on my own behalf because I'm worth it is teaching the next generation of people that they can do the same thing. I'm, I'm really privileged to have a handful of young activists as part of my group of students, you know, folks who are in their early 20s. I was not nearly as, you know, sharp and attuned to these things at that age. I I learned these lessons the really, really hard way. And, And it gives me a lot of hope that I have folks who are, you know, 24, who are like, I should really invest in some self care, or I should learn to be a better self advocate, so that I can keep doing this work for a long time. Like you literally learned this lesson like eight years earlier than I did. Congratulations. <laughs> but it's it's very heartening to me. And and I do think that there's a big leadership piece to all of this. I I always say that, you know, the reason I do this work is that I want to build a more compassionate world. And I think part of how we do that is by modeling that compassionate world in our own little microcosm, you know, in our family, in our activist group, in our community, in, you know, model it for your cat if you don't have anybody else to model it for. (laughs) But like taking taking ownership of your well-being and and I as I like to say, like being an accomplice in your own freedom, it creates a ripple effect that you can't even see and you can't even experience yet. Mm-hmm. It it moves outwards in this way that is going to impact people you will probably never meet. And it takes it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of experimentation and putting some things into action. And you know, are there are days where I know what I need to do on my own behalf and I would really rather not because that seems uncomfortable. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And yet I make myself do it anyway because I know it's what I need. And I know it's the thing that is going to, to keep me well enough in every sense of the word to be able to keep doing what feels meaningful to me. Yeah. 
And there's such power in that. And I mean, my my head, probably not as a surprise to anyone given the name of the show, but like, I'm also thinking that when we allow ourselves to make room for the things that we need and also model that because of the ripple effect or not because of, but, and then see the ripple effect, like it also opens up space for joy. Like it's, and not that that's at any time the reason that anyone does it because you need to do what you need to do for yourself just because that's the right thing. But it's kind of like Maslow's pyramid, right? Like mm. once we've kind of got that covered, I'm seeing that then there become these pockets of time. Like, oh, now I have space for something that is that maybe leads to more happiness on my behalf, or I'm more fulfilled because I'm doing things that are more interesting, or I'm I actually slept eight hours last night and I actually didn't, but, and then I have room to like contemplate things that then bring in the next level of stuff that I'm supposed to be doing on this planet. So I'm, I'm just seeing that like this sets that groundwork or I'm just catching up with you because you already know that, <laughs> but like it sets the groundwork for everything else to feel and be and look and I don't know, act better in your whole life once you're comfortable with standing up for what you need. And what I notice is that, you know, it's contagious. I notice that when I tell the truth and I try to do it in a way that's gentle or humorous mm-hmm. when, it, when it's not entirely positive, but I notice that when I tell the truth, it energizes the people around me and it, people are like, oh my God, like, that's so great. I'm like, it's just the truth. It's like, it's neither good nor bad. It just is what it is. And yet that feels bold to some people, Mm -hmm. but that little experience of it, I watch those people go out and do the same thing in their own lives for their, for themselves. And, and again, there's that ripple effect. And I teach a whole thing in my, in, in the program around self-advocacy that has to do with dealing with the things that you're avoiding. And I think this is what you're talking about is like, when I deal with the things that I'm avoiding, the things that are maybe temporarily uncomfortable or that I don't want to look at, when I actually deal with those, then I have way more capacity for joy because I don't have that dark cloud hanging over my head of like, oh God, I have to deal with that thing. Mm -hmm. I'm able to actually experience those moments of joy much more fully. And I'm able to be present there in a way that I would like to be that present for my life all the time. Yes. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And, and it is a ripple effect. I mean, it's never, it's, I mean, some days it might be the reason you choose to do something like, yeah, I'm going to make more room. So then my brain isn't stuck thinking about, I also need to go to the dentist. So I'm not just picking on you about that. Like I just need to call. Like I just, so I, that's our homework. I think Christy, like we both just need to call the dentist after this, but like, I just need to make sure that those basic needs are covered. And then, yeah, my brain's not going to be rattling around that list of 10 things that I know uh, I got to do that. Right. And I think that's, you know, you're not picking on me because I know, I know what I need to do. And, and that's, and that's really the truth is like that, that thing that you can feel in the back of your brain when we're talking about that thing that you're avoiding, like you already know what you need to do. This is like the big mm. mind blowing secret is like, you already know what you need to do. 
we all know, we all can think of that phone call we've been putting off, that conversation, that appointment, that whatever it is. And the fact is like, you just need to summon the courage and do it. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. put on your grown up pants and kind of muscle your way through it sometimes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it may not sound perfect and it doesn't have to. It and- may not sound perfect. It may not sound fun. You may not put it on Instagram. All of these things are fine, but just do it and get it out of the way so that you can go enjoy the rest of your life and not like be thinking with every, you know, scoop of ice cream or like beautiful fall leaf or, you know, ray of sunshine. Oh God, that thing that I'm avoiding, you know, just get it out of the way so you can enjoy the rest of your life. Especially if it's a thing that is secretly re- really good and healthy for you, like going to the dentist. The dentist, yes. Well, I <laughs> I feel like it's a natural place. <laughs> this always happens too, where we're like, okay, I think we've we've uh, we've explored this territory. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, you know, again, I think that. This is what I'm talking about when I talk about, like, you tell the truth with gentleness and humor, like, just go do what you need to do. And that's, that's your homework is like, go do the one thing, like one of the things that you've been putting off. And I promise to do the same. As do I. (laughs) And I think we both know what that might be. (laughs) I think, I think we know. Yes. Oh, well, as always, it is such a total treat to have you on the show, Christy. Thank Uh, you so much. Thanks for having me. It's always just the sweetest to get to chat with you. And I really appreciate your, your inviting me back. It's always such a delight. Always. Christy, thank you so much for being on the show. I love laughing with you. I love getting to talk to you. And I just love your <sighs> breath of fresh air kind of take on how we can be our best selves in this life. So Thank you. If you guys want to find out more about her self-advocacy manifesto or how you can be in touch and work with her, all that information is in the show notes, jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash best life. You can find everything there or listen to the last four episodes. If you're like, I got to get more of this amazing lady, find them there. All of them are there. You can also, of course, subscribe on iTunes or Google Podcasts or anywhere else. Just look for Jumpstart Your Joy. And again, I will put it out there. I do now have a Patreon, which is your way that you could help support the show at just five bucks a month. That $5 would go towards the hosting or the editing or some of the behind the scenes work that happens every week for the show. As a special thank you, I will be doing extra episodes behind the scenes, insider information, some of the outtakes that happen. There's some great funny things that guests say before we go on air officially, and it will be fun to kind of bring them out and giggle with you guys about some of the things that get said and delight in them too, of course. So head to the website, jumpstartyourjoy.com, and you can find out how to support the show there. There's a big button on the right-hand side of the page, just as if you're looking for it. And thank you. Next week on the show, it's time for a solo cast. And I'm going to be talking about how to develop a project management mindset if you are a small business or entrepreneur person. I've been doing project management for 20 years, and I'm also a certified certified life coach. So 
This is some of my favorite stuff to talk about, mindset and project management. And so let's do it. That will be out next week. So come back for that. Super excited to bring it to you. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.